This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We all know what it feels like to have big goals for ourselves, but deep down doubt if we can achieve those things, or even doubt if we're worthy of achieving them. The reason we're sharing this episode with you today is it's a story of how one woman who grew up with massive amounts of doubt about what would be possible for herself, um, doubts around her worthiness to achieve more, how the one thing helped her overcome doubt to achieve extraordinary goals for herself. Our hope in sharing this with you is that you will invest some time to reflect on where doubt may be holding you back from achieving more, where doubt may be holding you back from making a bigger impact, and to follow this person's lead in leveraging the principles of the one thing, specifically the idea of thinking big and going small, to start knocking the dominoes down one at a time so that over time, you achieve extraordinary results. As you listen to her story, you are going to hear her talk about the importance of having a coach and having a community. If you would like to have more support on your journey, living the one thing, head on over to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. Individuals can learn about our Living Your One Thing membership program or our Jumpstart workshop. And if you're a leader in an organization and want to bring this to your team, you can request a consultation. We can line up a time to connect and walk you through what that looks like. With that, let's get into this conversation with April Spildy. So how did you come across The One Thing? I came across The One Thing in 2019 when I was stationed at McConnell Air Force Base. I had um, a coworker of mine who was the community support coordinator. She had purchased over 100 of those uh, of the book for the previous Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Chief Wright, for him to sign. And actually how I found out about it was he had listed it on his recommended reading. Every year he does a book list of what he thinks is valuable for the airmen to read. And the one thing was on it. And then when I saw that Christie had not only purchased the books, but had them signed by by him, I I grabbed, I grabbed about 10 copies. <laughs> and I have actually given all those copies, uh, except for one, away because of the value that I found in the in the book. But that's how I came across it. I picked it up and started reading it, and it was the rest was history. For for the listeners who are civilians, what is a chief master sergeant? Chief master sergeant is the highest enlisted rank within the Air Force, and for Chief Wright, he was the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, so he was the highest enlisted member in the United States Air Force at the time. Yep. So did you hear the episode we did with him back episode 136? I, no, I need to check it out. 136. Yeah. Yes, 136. When, yeah, when, when I found out that he was about it, I messaged him and I said, you know, this book has changed my life. Mm. And I, I showed him, I took a picture of the copy that he signed and I said, thank you so much for, for putting this out there in the world. That's great. What were the challenges that you were facing prior to discovering the one thing? I've had a long history of self-limiting beliefs. Um, For me, 
childhood, I, I was a, a middle child, kind of a loner. And I would walk around with my head down, things like that. So even, even through my time in the Air Force, it took a while for me to, to really start believing in myself. But when I when I came upon it, that's that's when it started to help me understand that I could do bigger things. And mm-hmm. the thing that was kind of the um, not rock bottom, but the lowest of lows for me at the time was um, when I was on that tour for the uh, twelve outstanding Airmen of the Year. I uh, had a little bit of imposter syndrome, so when I was on stage accepting the award, I ended up passing out in front of about. <laughs> Yeah, in front of about 500 people, including all of the highest level leadership of the Air Force. So it um, really took uh, a gut check. And when I when I found the one thing is when I started turning that narrative around, I felt like, okay, this is a part of my story. Yes, I can either hang my head in shame going forward from here, even though that was a huge life moment for me. But it helped me come to terms with one that's in the past and I, I deserve, I am worthy <laughs> of going after things that I really want. So for me, the struggle in the beginning was believing that I can go after extraordinary things. And then when I found the one thing, the explanation of how to break it down was what um, changed everything for me. And that, yeah, I can do things that are... I want, I want to dive in there. What was something that... You said, you know what? I can go after extraordinary things. What was one of those extraordinary things that you said, I would love to go after that, that the one thing helped you break down? Um, I decided to take on a triathlon. That was one. And I I have to say like that, that was a part of what saved, saved my belief in myself is that mm. I can do things that are very hard, very difficult if I give myself the opportunity to break it down. So the one thing helped me with believing that I could take on a, at at the time, it was an Ironman 70.3, which is a half iron distance triathlon. And I, I have been wanting to do something like that my whole life, but this is, this is what, what gave me the, the motivation and the power and the belief to do it, to finally do it. So triathlon was absolutely a part of my one thing journey. And, and this last year was, was my, um, the realization of that, I was able to compete in Ironman 70.3 Galveston, Texas, and it was a phenomenal milestone for me. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I, I want to I wanna break this down more because this is one of those things that I've realized. Every person listening to this has big dreams, big goals. They'd go, oh, I'd love for that to be my reality but they can't see the path on exactly how they would make it happen. So they immediately discount their ability to achieve it. Mm. Just because they can't see the clear path, they automatically wonder or question if it's possible. Go back to, you set the goal, Iron Man. You read the one thing. How did you break it down? I broke it down by understanding that one, I either needed to research and and dive in as far as what does it take to to be an Ironman. And then I also needed to find 
find a coach. So for me, the the thing that helped me break through that barrier was finding a community of triathletes, which I found on Facebook very easily. I think one the the thing that helped me was one finding the the, the coach that I needed to to explain how to train, and then I also decided that I wanted to teach myself to coach myself. So to me, it was one going to the Ironman website and literally finding about their certification program on becoming an Ironman coach. And I started from there. I started taking lessons on the different disciplines, on the nutrition aspect. And I, using the 411, I would literally devote 10 to 30 minutes in the morning studying the program, studying the certification, and then executing the workouts. When we come back from the break, we're going to walk through how April used the 411, which is a tool we have to help you get clarity on your priorities to break her big goal of completing an Ironman down into really small dominoes she could knock down each week. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Welcome back. April, you mentioned that you used the 411 on this journey. Mm-hmm. We have a saying, the path to getting everything you want starts by getting one thing at a time. Think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. Here's an example of this. Think big. Yes. So you want to do a 70.3 Ironman, meaning 70.3 total miles. So you're going to do a 1.2 mile swim. You're going to do a 56 mile bike, and then you're going to run 13.1 miles, all back to back to back. Go small. I'm going to go to the Ironman website. I'm going to learn, what does it even take to train for this? And what might it even look to look like to, to coach this? Most people, they look at that lead domino and they think to themselves, sure, I can go to the website, but that doing that activity is not enough for me to be able to go and complete 70.3 miles. It's not that the one thing that lead domino has to have the sufficiency to achieve the goal. It's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else, which you still have to do, becomes easier or unnecessary. And by knocking that domino down, what did it stand you up to do next, April? It stood me up to one, start putting money aside because it is 
Yes, it is an expensive sport. And to figure out what time of day was the most optimal for me to complete the training, to to literally knock down the, the dominoes of making sure that I'm most prepared for executing a race. Um, so I didn't just do the Ironman 70.3. I did several races with that. Mm. So each one, yes, it was like a confirmation that, yes, I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path and I, I can do this. So you're saying so, you did smaller races leading up to the big yes. race? Yes. So ABC, A race was Ironman 7.3. B was a, a couple of Olympic distance triathlons. And then C were the sprint distance triathlons. So. So it's interesting. Like it's that graph and the one thing where the dominoes keep getting bigger. Yes. Your dominoes kept getting bigger. One at a time leading up to the big one. Yes. Which actually I will say, Jeff, the big, big one is I am complete competing in Ironman Alaska in Juno, which is the inaugural race in um, August. And yes, I'm so excited. I'm raising $4,000 for the Ironman Foundation. And I am, I'm so excited to do this race. It's, it's, it's a, a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a full 26.2 marathon. Wow. And I, I just feel very blessed because all of these things that have occurred in the last year and a half have led me to this point, which has been a lifetime long a lifelong dream of mine to complete so i Amazing. and then the fact that i'm an ironman coach <laughs> so there's big things the extraordinary things are still happening and they're still going to happen because of this this one this one thing you mentioned that you used a 411 for context for those of you who do not know what a 411 is a 411 is a tool that helps you as an individual Break your annual goals down to monthly and weekly priorities. And the reason it's called 411 is because it stands for four weeks, one month, one year. So it just gives you clarity on what you need to do each of the four weeks to be on track to hit your goals for the month, to be on track to hit your goals for the year. If you'd like to see what a 411 looks like, if you head over to the onething.com, that's with the number one in the URL, there is a free resources section where you can actually download the template. And in our Living Your One Thing training community, we have thousands of people who, like April, update their 411 on a weekly basis. So they're clear on the activities they got to do each week to hit their big goals. How did the 411 come into play with you achieving this? When I would get up in the morning, um, the first thing I would do is one, make a cup of coffee and then go and sit down and look at the 411. The 411 helped me with understanding. First and foremost, I need to look at my training schedule. What do I need to do today to accomplish my, my check for, for training? So that would remind me to go to my coaching plan I had to look and see what the workout was and what I needed to prepare in order to execute the workout. It also helped me in breaking down the financial responsibility. So I would look at my 411 and see how much, how much money do I need to set aside for this week or for this month in order to pay for this thing? And it, it's not that I had to do that every week because right up front, I was able to take care of most of the expenses for the bike and different equipment that I needed. But it helped me understand, okay, how much money do I need to budget for my nutrition? Because you tend to have to eat a lot to train. And it helped me with taking note of how I was feeling and, and how I was or what my experience was that day for the training or did I sleep okay? Like there, there's all these different metrics that go into making sure you're 
you're you're doing the best that you can to be optimally trained. So it was it was a full on self exploration of what can I do to make sure that uh, I'm doing everything I need to be doing, or at least the mo- the the bare minimum of what I need to be doing to make sure I'm successful. At the core of it, what did the four one one keep on target? Yeah, I would say keep me on. You know, the 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 saying of being appropriate in the moment was is true, and that it helped me figure out what do I need to do today to make sure that I'm on target for this. The idea of being appropriate in the moment is the purpose of a goal. I personally used to think that the purpose of a goal was to achieve the result. I learned that's not the case. It's your goal is a compass to inform how you should behave today. If you are being appropriate in the moment, if your actions are in alignment with your goals or taking you away from them. So it gives you one permission to set bigger goals because it's less about whether you quote, your success or failure is not measured by hitting the target. It's measured by your willingness to define what you have to do to have the trajectory to hit the goal. That's different. That's not, that's different. When you started doing a 411, was it easy for you? At first, it was a a little bit of a struggle because I was so focused on the result. So, in the annual part of the 411, I was putting results based um, answers like complete Ironman 70.3, yes, or complete my five classes for my master's degree, or there was a bunch of different things that I had on there that were very results focused, but not such as like, I want to be promoted in the Air Force. That's another results. <laughs> Doesn't right. really speak to, well, what does it take to get promoted? Right? So, so and this is super common. People are good at clarifying the result. They struggle, especially at an annual level to articulate what what is my activity level have to look like over the course of the year to achieve that result. So I'll use an example that a lot of people can resonate with. I want to lose 10 pounds this year. Great. Versus I'm going to exercise 250 times to lose 10 pounds this year. Because I know if I exercise 5 days a week, 50 weeks a year, giving me 2 weeks off, more than likely, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. As an example. How did you start to bridge that gap? I started to bridge the gap by looking at kind of reverse engineering the process. Mm. So I first had to select my race. And knowing with my schedule and where we were located at the time and Kansas, that the most, the one that I could realistically go to travel to without all of the flying costs and the transportation costs, like we could drive there was Galveston, Texas. So looking at the Ironman website, looking at the race schedule, what was available to me, I reverse engineered from there. I found I found on there that April in uh, 2021 was perfect timing to reverse engineer back to my day one of training. Mm. And from there, it was just literally, okay, what do my races need to be? What, what days do they fall on? And then how long is this training block going to be? Is it 24 weeks? Is it 16 weeks? And then... It literally fell together after I figured out, okay, this is the race and then reverse engineer backward. What's really standing out to me is nothing you said is difficult or something that any person listening to this would have a hard time doing from an activity level. The thing that stops them 
is they do not stop and invest the time to think it through. And this applies to personal goals, like completing this Ironman versus professional goals. We see this big result. We ask, what do I have to do? We think, I don't know. And we hit that wall and we give up thinking. So we just move on to something else. Next meeting, phone call, text messages, email, versus sitting in there and saying, okay, I don't know. How might I find out? Let me do some research right now. What are the available Ironmans? Oh, this one's in Galveston. I could I could get there. That's enough time. Okay, what races would I have to do? Let me do the research. Oh, how, what would the training schedule have to look like? What do my time blocks have to look like? How long did it take you to figure all that out? 30 minutes. What I just heard is that the, the difference between you achieving a life goal versus giving up on it mm. was being willing to invest 30 minutes after hitting the wall of I don't know. I spent 30 minutes last night watching TV. It was not an investment. I spent it. How many of us spend 30 minutes a day with zero expectation of a return? And the question I'd ask you who's listening to this is how might you hold yourself to a higher standard? April, when you look forward to... The, I'm curious where you're still struggling with the one thing. And I'll preface for people who are listening to this. This is a path of mastery. And the moment you view mastery as a journey you go on rather than a destination you arrive at, it starts to feel achievable and attainable. I don't know anybody who, quote, has mastered the one thing. They have arrived. They, I don't know anybody who's arrived. I have not arrived. When I talk to my partners, I don't think they would say they've arrived either. They're the things they have really done well with over their years, and they're the things they are still struggling with. So I'm curious, where are you struggling on your journey? I would say that I have the personal side as well as, as far as putting the time in and in, investing myself on the personal side, I have that where I want it for right now. The professional side is where I'm struggling. Mm. I definitely, my thing is that I want, my one thing for this year is I want to create a one thing culture in my work center. Mm. And, and I've actually knocked down a few dominoes in that, in that, in that lane and that we I had a GPS meeting, a couple of one thing certified uh, coaches, which really helped. And I was able to get a meeting with my boss, talk about what we had discussed in the meeting. And then we created a GPS. So I feel like we're headed in the right direction. But this is the first time I've attempted to, to start a one thing culture in my work center. And I'm I don't want it to come across as I'm trying to pitch something as far as I want this to be genuine because it truly is life changing sure. for me. So for, for me, I wanted to, to, to inspire him to want to do this and not just say we, we should do this. Right. <laughs> and I want him to be in, as involved with it and invested in it as I am. So that to me is where I, I want to do this the right way in that. It, it it creates results where um, we have that relationship where we're sharing our four on ones. He has a four on one created, and then and then we can just let it bloom from there. But that's that's what I would say that for, 
in the professional realm, that's where I'm struggling. Okay, I've got some ideas. Um, for context, you mentioned GPS. If you do not know what a GPS is, it is a one-page business plan. It stands for goal, priorities, and strategies. Where a 411 helps an individual get clarity on their priorities. A GPS is about the goal, priorities, and strategies of a team. So it's creating clarity and alignment across your team. If you'd like to learn more about it, go back and listen to episode 328, which was part three of the productive system where we talked about creating a plan. I'm going to ask you a few questions here. Yes. Fast forward to the end of the year, you and I are talking again. How would you know if you were successful creating a one thing culture? I would know that I'm successful if my supervisor and I would have met on a weekly basis to talk about our our one thing. That to me feels like a measure of success. So I want to pause there. That question I asked is one of the most frequently asked questions we have when we work inside an organization. When you have a goal that is vague, tough to measure, that's the question. How will you know if you were successful? And you went right there from, I'm going to create a, I want to create a one thing culture to my supervisor and I would be, would be meeting weekly to review progress order goals. Great. So if this went on your 411, how would you rewrite that? Meet weekly with my supervisor to discuss our 411. Right. So we're recording this at the very beginning of the year. So there's 50 weeks left. Let me ask you a question. If you met 49 times, would you have failed? Oh, that's... No. How about 48? No. 40? No. 36? No. 24? I think that at that point, it'd be starting to look like, okay, we don't have this locked in. I'm going to flip it back again. If you and your supervisor met every other week, twice a month, to check on the progress toward your goals, would you succeed in creating a one-thing culture? Yes. Could you meet every two weeks, twice a month, yes. and still fail to achieve a one-thing culture? I think that there's an opportunity where we could miss things. Mm. Such as? If we say we did not... If one of us had something on our 411 that we did not accomplish or didn't knock down the domino for that week, and then it showed up on the next week, we didn't have a plan to to attack it or to to revise it or whatever we needed to make sure that we were needed on or on track. Then yes, I would say that that is an opportunity to knock. So I'm hearing that it's it's not you don't get to show up and say let's talk about our goals just to check the box. Right. There has to be a level of sufficiency to the conversation where if you're missing on progress, you're having conversations about what are you going to do to make up the gap. Yes. How might you articulate that in an annual goal? Supervisor and I will meet once a week, I would say. I'd still would okay. think that once a week would be would be the most beneficial. But I, I'm not quite sure 
Let me help you here. Yes, so thank is, you. This is, this is normal. You went back to once a week. Because here's what's going to happen. If all of a sudden mid-year you realize you're not on pace for 48 meetings, you're on pace for 36, you're going to feel like a failure. Mm. It's not about what's the ideal. It's actually about what's the one thing I can do. I have question marks about if you can meet weekly. You are not giving yourself a lot of grace there or room for error. Mm -hmm. Can you meet every other week? Can you meet 24 times? Yes. Yeah, there's a level of certainty there. So Mm -hmm. let's establish that as a minimum. And if you find that you are pacing ahead, you always earn the right to raise the target. Okay. I've done that with goals like exercise before. Or I did that with, I had a revenue goal that I personally wanted to drive last year. I doubled it. And when I was on pace to hit that one, I doubled it again. And I almost hit it. So we don't actually know where our ceiling is. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather you set a target that you feel really confident that if you did it, it would have the sufficiency to drive the result. And should your trajectory show that you're going to blast past that, raise it. Okay. So what you could write is meet 24 times with supervisor on our goals Mm. and corrective actions. Good. Right? So it's not just, what are your goals? What are my goals? It's corrective actions as well. What did we say we were going to do that we didn't do? What are we going to do differently next week? If that's your annual goal, what do you have to do by the end of this month? I need to set set aside time to sit down and talk about a 411. For yourself or them? For introduce it. I know that we we have our GPS made and he actually he so far he's fully on board. He bought the book himself. He started reading it. Yes. And I I think really what right now what I would like to do is maybe set up a workshop for him to to show how to do a 411. Sure. And then I think that's really the last, the lynch right here, the linchpin for well, we can talk about that offline. So annual. Meet with supervisor 24 times to review our goals and corrective actions. This month, help supervisor create a 411. What do you have to do this week? Sit down with him and talk to him. I want to show him my 411. I think that, yes, I think that is... So what's the one thing you can do this week to be on track for your month and the year? Show him my 411. If... Prior to going down these series of questions, I had said, oh, you want to create a productive culture? Simple. Show your supervisor your 411 in the next seven days. Would you have thought that that would actually have the sufficiency to unleash the domino effect to change the culture? No, I I honestly would have been like, well, he probably, I don't know if he's even interested in this. (laughs) So there it is. Path to getting everything you want starts by getting one thing at a time. Think big, change the culture, go small, show them your 411, and trust the dominoes will fall. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Jeff. This was wonderful. Well, there you have it, our conversation with April Spildy. What stands out to me is every single one of us, when we think about our goals for ourselves, we artificially impose a ceiling over our achievement. You think of the goal and your mind naturally hits a point 
where it goes from I can do this to could I do it? Or even there's no way I could do that. We all have that level in our thinking. That is us imposing a ceiling over our achievement. The truth is, none of us know where our ceiling is. I shared the idea that I set a goal last year in terms of revenue generation for the year. And when I set the initial goal, I thought, wow, if I could achieve that, that would be pretty awesome. And after about a quarter, I realized I was within striking distance of hitting it, which blew my mind. So I doubled the goal. Thinking, if I got to the end of the year and I hit that, that'd be amazing. You fast forward another 30 days and I was there. So I doubled the goal again. And when push came to shove, by the end of the year, I achieved 400% of the original goal, a little over 400%. The reason I share this with you is I imposed a ceiling over my achievement. I limited my level of thinking based on what I saw a clear path to achieving versus casting the really big goal and asking, who's the person I have to become to achieve those results? How might I go on a path to achieving those results? And then immediately detaching myself from the outcome and focusing on the weekly activities, focusing on becoming appropriate in the moment. And transparently, I share this with you because as one of the ambassadors of the brand, I still struggle with this. Our hope is that you give yourself some grace. Acknowledge where you are currently limiting your thinking in terms of what's possible and what's not. Acknowledge that you actually have no clue (laughs) where your ceiling is. So set the big goal. Set the goal that inspires you. Set the goal that frankly scares you. And then immediately acknowledge that it's not about whether or not you achieve the result and more about who you can become along the way. And just like April did, Break it down into tiny little dominoes so that you're clear. If all I do in the next week is go on the website, if all I do in the next week is show my supervisor my 411, you can trust that knocking that domino down will automatically stand you up to knock down the next. And if every week you are the type of person who is clear on the next domino you need to knock down and you knock it down, you will blow yourself away with what becomes possible and you will shatter the doubt that you previously held. Based on everything we've talked about today, what's the one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Invest the time to identify that one thing and time block that one thing. And when you show up to that time block, protect it. You'll blow yourself away with what can become possible for you. As we shared at the beginning of the episode, if you would like to be a part of a community, to have the ongoing coaching to better live the one thing, and you're an individual, at theonething.com, you can learn about both our Living Your One Thing training program and our Jumpstart workshop. If you're a leader in an organization and want to bring this to your team, you can request a consultation. We will line up a time to connect and walk you through exactly what this will look like for your team. If this episode has brought value to you, please share it with somebody you know who needs to hear it. This could 
be that thing that they are missing that could change everything. And it would all be because of you. And if you're new to the show, make sure you click the follow button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And please consider leaving us a rating and review. It genuinely helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.